Um, that's not at all distracting, Steve, by the way. Um, <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> I thought the whole point of us pausing was that you were going to say fight chess. <laughs> I was, but she had to come in to get her bag. Sorry, <laughs> carry on. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And you thought we were going to get through that. Oh, and, and you can't complain at me. You're always fucking doing shit that's distracting while I'm yeah, here. Deliberately. <laughs> yeah, to make you laugh, not to stop the podcast. <laughs> I did Because you're not going to edit it out anyways. You're just going to laugh at everything. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, Al. Right. Right. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. So, basically. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the free-range fool. So, gentlemen, how are we? What's everyone been up to? Uh, I should go with Al first, oh. because <laughs> Brett's put out a video and he's going to talk for ages True. about that. Yeah, so, let's go. With uh, you. I've been watching Brett's video <laughs> <laughs> and Jet's video, or Jet, because they're known now. Um, yeah. And also watching uh, the Maker Monsters video, because that was loads of fun. Um, yes, it really was. Yeah, I've been cracking on with the bar. Um, because I, I want to try and get that finished before Super Bowl, which is next week. Um, and I and oh, I kind of yeah. need to get that um out and down to work for the event, which is the week after. So basically got this week to finish it. Um I've done the top, um, I've done the some of the paneling, so it's just kind of like it's gonna be like stud wall. Yeah, it's, ba- it's basically a prop, it's like a set. Yeah. Um, because I, I need to be able to dismantle it and move it around and stuff. So and it needs to be modular, so I need to be able to take it apart. So all the joining will be like brackets. Um, so that's that's the plan this afternoon. Build kind of like mini stud walls, um, and then any hilarious hidden features I can think of finding <laughs> in the bar. <laughs> um, yeah, that's me. I've just been trying to fix my car this morning. Other than that, Thanks. the usuals. Cool. Go on then, Brett. Talk about your video. What? How can I <laughs> follow that up? Just, well, now now you've degraded it so much for being like. <laughs> I hope everybody watches the video. It was super fun. And it was fucking fun. awesome, man. <laughs> okay, screw you guys. <laughs> like genuinely, I I know I've been taking the piss, but I I I don't think I've smiled and giggled and enjoyed uh, videos as much as I did uh, yesterday. Because um, between yours, Jesse's, and the Maker Monsters, yeah, like it just won the internet. <laughs> it was amazing. We had a like. Jess messaged me to try and make sure that we were going to post it at the same time. And I was hurrying up to get finished and uh, we both got everything uploaded. And then it was like, do we, should we watch these? <laughs> we'll watch each other's. <laughs> and so we watched them back and forth. And I remember the whole time just like watching Jess's video and be like, wow, this is really weird to see from another angle. Yeah. Also these shots are beautiful. <laughs> and also the music you made all of this music. I know it's- the dual, the dual angle thing like I said, that, I commented so well. in a video. It's, well, it, it it's like the ultimate collab because you're yeah. actually it's happening at the same time. It's like you're going back. It's like the end of Back to the Future uh, Two. Yeah, Back to the Future Two. <laughs> yeah, where he's seeing himself. You go back yeah. and you see yeah. Back to the Future One, and it's like yeah. no, it's, he's just he's just in the door watching them. Yeah, it's fucking it, brilliant. It really, really was. Uh, like I don't think that was an expectation, or or I don't know how Jess's feelings about it, but um, watching it back, I was like, wow, this is it's the same scene. Yeah. Same project, but still feels like a very independent video outside yeah. of like the intros and stuff that we did. So I was just really 
it was like a proud moment of being like, holy crap, I can't believe we did it. <laughs> and and really like the build was like two days. Yeah. I like Jess kind of went back and was like, You realize we made costumes for like two days and then <laughs> built for two days and then basically died after that. Yeah. Um so it was really it's really cool to get that up. And like obviously there's a ton of stuff that I can look back at now watching it and be like, oh crap, like I should have done a way better job of that thing or yeah. certain parts and but but honestly it's been hanging around for so long because it's been two months or t- so. Um it's really nice just to get it up and out. And yeah. I'm proud of Jess for doing all the work and she busted her ass to do the music. So I think, Hope I think everybody great, enjoys the the vids. It, you know, obviously you're saying it's like it's been sat around and stuff, but I think it's really good timing in yeah. terms of it's winter. You know, obviously you had nice sort of snow on the ground at least for, during the video. Oh, um, you didn't like, like the you didn't like the snow in the air? I it like the real, snow in the air. It was the real thing. snow. Um and <laughs> you know, it's, it's starting to build up to the to the like the final season as well. So I think it's really like awesome timing in terms of the right time, you know, we're gonna start getting yeah. trailers soon, people are gonna start getting excited by it. Regardless if it was Game of Thrones, you know, in its own right, it's a fantastic video. Yeah, um, but I think you, you, just because it's been sat around, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's actually quite quite good that it's come out now. Yeah, I th- I think I think that I I can look at it and go, man, why wasn't this done a while ago? I don't think it would have been possible. So it's nice <laughs> it's nice to have like given it this much time, you know, and and be able to kind of take more looks back at it throughout editing and stuff. We're talking is... of looking back at it, obviously. If, nobody's watched it go and watch it but you need to we talked about storytelling last week you need to go back and kind of find the things that brett hides in his videos and the little kind of cheeky yeah. nods and winks and and you know things that you might not notice <laughs> on a first watch that there's a lot of effort got into it so just make sure you appreciate it yeah yeah it's Definitely. thank thank you guys i appreciate it I steve what have though. you been up to uh i gotta ask though um out which order did you watch it in who's who's did you watch first Oh, it's just because it was better. <laughs> See, because I watched Brett's first, and I feel like that's the better order to watch him in. See, I don't know. It's the ultimate question, because I yeah. like the fact that I didn't know where the the the, the swan had come from. Yeah. Because I watched Jess's first. You know what I mean? This thing just appears in the fire. Yeah. So it's I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? I folded that. I, I, that I can't that undo myself. it now, Steve. I can't unwatch it now. It's done. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Uh, yeah, what, was, I, I, what did I? What was I up to? I, I don't know. No, <laughs> I, I've watched your video and got really happy about it. And, uh, no, I've been. Um, oh, sorry. other than being at work, I have. Um, sorry, that alert's going off. Um, other than being at work, I have been trying to rearrange the workshop at the moment. Um, just trying to get things in some sort of order trying to use the space a bit better because those of you that have seen my workshop will know that it's a knackered old building and it's got three like the floors in four sections um the four. outer two yeah i know right uh, <laughs> well it's kind of a floor uh the outer two uh like nice fairly level flat slabs of concrete and then the inner two uh one's like herringbone brick that's really nice for like about a meter square and then the rest of it is just 400 years old and gnarled and missing bits and horrible and then the last section is basically mud with some rocks thrown in it and it's horrible 
sounds like Jimmy's uh, blacksmithing class. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been trying to kind of rearrange things so I can use that space a bit there and use the new forge that I've got in um, and get that all sorted. But it, the the reason I've been trying to push to get that done is because I've got a load of projects on that I can't do in the workshop as it's set up at the moment. But at the same time, those projects um, and have to be out the door. And there's there's a few where like I've there's some stuff that I want to do that I need to 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 buy the stock in so that I can sell it. Um, or so, sorry, so I can make some things and then sell them. But I need to be able to sell those things to be able to afford to buy the stock to make them. And yeah, so I'm kind of stuck in this horrible situation at the moment where I need to do both things simultaneously. I smell a segue. To, uh, to <laughs> you fucking ruined it now, haven't you? <laughs> uh, I'm yeah, still I waiting. To... I'm still waiting. <laughs> I know. I can see. Uh, I need to be able to do both things uh, at the same time, and I can't. And it is very much kind of like a chicken and egg. Hey, hey. Uh, so yeah, it is actually completely unrelated to what we were talking about. <laughs> oh, what we're going to talk about? Um, just happened to be a nice segue. Uh, but yeah, so we were going to talk to this week about chicken and eggs and situations like that as in where you hi Murph uh, where you need to do sorry Murph just ran down the stairs really heavily and I don't know if that came up on the microphone um, yeah talking of chicken and eggs um, there's something I forgot that um, I've been I've been doing so last night we um, we kickstarted this year's make a t-shirt again um, so last year we did with the guys from the, maybe I've said too much um, Joel had a great idea to kind of celebrate instead of them doing their own branded t-shirts it was a celebration of all the makers in the community and whoever, whoever wanted their shirt put it on, sent through the logo um, and we, we kind of we mash them all into one shirt and we're doing the one for 2019 now, 2019 um, and <laughs> the chicken and the egg kind of scenario is that um, people basically people don't understand um, what you need to do in order to screen print something <laughs> so I, I, I've, I've been sent like logos which are literally like Facebook profile pictures of photographs of their logo on things. <laughs> <laughs> um, or they'll be like the logo will just be like a full color image, or um, you know just you know yeah. I'm not kind of I'm not I'm not ripping into people because you know somebody's logo can be full color that's fine, um, but like Joel kind of tried to make it really clear that. It'll be single color printing, and we need a vector. Um, but yeah, a, a majority of people didn't. I don't think really understood. Um, so I've been just kind of going through. I've basically like redrawn like fifty logos this week, yeah. um, all by hand, and like had to redo them all. Um, a lot of vector work, a lot of typography. So like guessing typefaces and having to rebuild people's logos. It's like, oh yeah, it looks great. Like, yeah, look, <laughs> fucking basically redesigned it for you. Um, <laughs> Which is fantastic, um, but I've been having to do quite a lot of back and forth with people, um, and it's like I'm just waiting for people to ask you for the vector file so that they can send it off and get. Oh, they have, they have. Some people have. Oh, can you, can you give me that file and I'll get. I'll get. I printed a T-shirt. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> All the while, while I'm like using Joel's email address, pretending to be Joel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so but basically, like I'm trying to get people to approve what I've made their logo look like. Before we've got the T-shirt, yeah, and they're like, oh, "What's it going to look like?" Well, I don't know. I've not done the T-shirt design yet, and I'm trying to have this awkward kind of like looped conversation where I'm saying, "Can you just trust me?" Yeah, um, I know what I'm doing. I've changed it. 
it'll all work out in the end. Please just trust me. So I think chicken and the egg thing, there's a lot of like, um, obviously it's all about kind of having to do something before you do something else. But in that little purgatory in between, the, the, there seems to be a, a question of faith yeah. or trust. So if you're like, you're on your own and you try to try to work it out, it's like, have I got faith in if I do this, it will come back, yeah, you know, and I'll be able to have the chicken. If not, I'm screwed. Um, and if other people are involved, it, it's kind of like a faith thing. It's like, can you please just trust what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and we'll get to the next stage. And then once you get the next stage, of course, we'll print the t-shirts. Um, and it, it, it's 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 this kind of little little loop that you get stuck in. Um, but it involves a it involves the thought process or the I don't know bravery as well. You know, you could like you're saying, Steve. I want to I want to do these things, but I can't until I get the materials, and I can't get the materials unless I do the thing. Um, yeah. So so some at some point you have to take a leap of faith. Yeah. Um, so I think I think there's there's more to it than just the the, the two things. I'm, I'm yeah. interested in what goes on in between. <laughs> yeah, I I, I want to jump from there just uh, because I like Steve's example of the. Uh, I think that's a typical maker or or craftsperson or, or somebody mm. that makes things to hopefully sell. I think it's a problem we constantly get into, which is like, well, yeah, of course I would make more of X. <laughs> Don't you worry about X. Let me worry about X. Um, X. Eggs, eggs. Oh my god, <laughs> this this could go right very quickly. Um, so there's a Doctor Who joke in there. Eggs. Uh, yeah. So when we get down to wanting to buy materials so that we can hopefully create a thing that would then get sold to recoup, not only recoup the money but maybe Oop. make a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, you following? You following? So. Uh, we get enough ahead in the money to maybe be able to buy more materials to make more of the things, right? Cyclical nature and all that. Um, but even, even that's like um, like geometric as well, because it could be that you're getting the money to then buy a tool to make the next process even faster. Yes. So it's it's not even just cyclical; it's actually like exponential. Yeah, yeah. it's your it's your exponential golden. It's going to be a great episode. <laughs> Expectations. Um, so yeah, that that outward growth that could happen, almost in an ovate shape. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep digging for anything I can. Uh, it's it's really interesting to uh, talk to somebody that has either done the the path of of like getting successful very quickly or being able to sell goods for a very very substantial price. Um, and I, I'm not trying to use Jimmy as an example at all. Actually, I just want to make that clear. But I've run into a handful of people where there's definitely an expectation expectation that whatever you produce should make so much money that not only is it easy to justify buying the materials for, or it would be kind of idiotic for you to not just take the leap of faith. But it's like, oh, but you'll make 20 more, and then they'll all just sell, and then you'll do the thing, which... <laughs> yeah. For my own example of uh, chicken or egg, I went, ooh, I hit a sim milestone on a subscriber base on YouTube. I'm getting t-shirts. And it was like, cool. Hopefully people want t-shirts. Guess what happened? I still have a lot of t-shirts in my cupboards. <laughs> because, And it's it's of no fault of anybody's, right? I, I appreciate everyone that's... that's you know, got a t-shirt from me or purchased one or supported. It's, it's really, really great. But I've talked to a handful of people in the maker space that are like, Oh, you just, you just spend that money. It just, 
That's just what you do. It'll come back eventually. You go, but how do you know if the eggs are going to come back to the my chicken idea, which is the shirts and the... Yeah. But, but you know, is it that... Again, is it not as simple as that? Is it that hmm. you... You, you plant an egg, but you might get back some carrots. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That like that those t-shirts might have opened another door or another opportunity. Oh, they, they, they might got people excited about your posters because yeah. it's all about your level of detail and your knowledge of printing. So you might have lost out on the t-shirts, but actually, all of a sudden, you you know, you're getting more patrons because the the wax seal that you used to wrap them up in. You know, the, the, I think there's there's knock on effects. There's a bit of a domino thing as well. As well as just relying on that, I know everyone talks about don't put fucking all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, I think it's, I think it is a really good point because um, if you're just relying on that one thing, well, then... yeah, and it it's it's taught me a lot too. That was that was a really good learning experience, right? Where you're, you know, keeping expectations though, or or kind of investing in, you know, when a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Blah yeah. blah blah. You know, more more silly things about fowls. Um, <laughs> It's it's really, really nice to know that you can go, all right, I'm going to buy chickens, and I'm going to get eggs out of them, and then I can make omelets. Like, like Al said, sometimes it's like, oh, where did this carrot come from? Well, I guess there's bunnies now. Cool. Well, I have a farm. <laughs> Stuff just spirals outwards. What happened to that metaphor? I like the farm metaphor. Go with it. We're going to talk about animals one of these days. Uh, yeah. So I'm trying to drag us through this long... Yeah. Uh, I, I I think in my mind, I've, I've had a really hard time coming to terms with, it always comes down to money or financial stress, right? Like Steve, it's a great example because I think we've all been there. Do I spend the money to get the materials with the idea that I eventually get to sell it and re recoup um, versus, oh, well, I have the money, therefore I will spend it, therefore that, that it's rarely that way, right? It's usually the other way. Yeah. And I, I want to be able to know that, yeah, it's just like some shirts and some fun things to be able to like send to people or, or, uh, yeah. I mean, cause, cause like with the, the whole thing about, um, needing to spend the money to get materials and things like that, the, the other problem that you have or that I have is the whole thing of, um, like economy of scale. Like I'm, I know I'd be far better off going out and buying a bigger piece of steel or a bigger piece of copper or wood or whatever and and cutting that down to use it. But then I need to know, like, like for example, the, the coffee scoops. I put them up and I had a load of people being like, oh, I really like them, I really like them, I want to buy them. So, right, okay, but if I actually put one up for the price that I would need to sell it for um, to be able to make any money back off of it, um, other than just doing it for like cost of materials um like is that actually going to sell and i i could go out and i could like say well okay well you know at least 50 people have contacted me saying that they want to buy one i'll go out and buy enough to make 50 or do i go all right it's going to cost me a little bit more um but it's less risk if i buy a smaller amount i make say 10 sell them and if they work then I've got the money there that I can go right. Okay, well now I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy all the the rest of, of the material. Mm. I think there's um, a, there's a nice <clears throat> sort of safety net with this scenario as well. Is that Brett 
other than an annoying storage scenario, you know, those t-shirts are not going off. <laughs> exactly. You know, they're, not, they're, they're not deteriorating over time. Um, exactly. If anything, possibly the opposite. Uh, Steve, if, if it's materials, for instance, there's, there's the added luxury of that you could actually, you could potentially turn those into something else. Yeah. You know, given a different, um, different uh, festive period or, you know, tastes and, and fashions change or whatever, that could actually be, oh, you know, what? I'm not making those anymore, but I've still got the stock. I'll change it to something else. Yeah. So I think, whether or not you, you're able to make that investment, there's a nice, yeah, there's a nice backup to that. Um, one thing, <clears throat> I mean, other than former LL that actually involves an investment, um, <clears throat> pretty much everything I've made ever in the hack shack is like free. Yeah. It's just from shit. It's from crap lying around or things I take apart. Um, so I'm not having to make an investment in materials or goods. Like the only the only investment I need is time. And when um, I think when Zach came on the show, he basically was like, the first thing he said to me and Steve was like, why don't you just quit and just do it full time? <laughs> and, and, yeah. and the irony being, and it's this 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 uh, paradoxical situation that we've got, is that I haven't got time to quit. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I haven't got I ain't time. Ain't got that. time to bleed. You got time to duck? <laughs> it's a third joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, I can't concentrate. Just <laughs> for shit puns. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I I have not got time yeah. to make time for myself, which yeah. is so fucking ironic and I hate it and I'm, I'm stuck in this loop. But like, you know, speak, speaking to, to Caroline and, and Heidi and stuff about like job situations, like I can't, I can't even stop to think about a, a, a different career because, because yeah. it's just taking up all my time. Yeah. So if I, could, if I could somehow find a way to plant that seed even if it's a minute or you know half an hour, that then yeah. comes back to me and gives me something, and, and in the same way that you would with the materials or uh, or anything else, where you make that leap of faith or you make that investment, mm-hmm. um, yeah. that 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 to me is the the commodity that that I'm struggling to. I can't keep using yeah. these metaphors, but like put it in the basket or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. yeah, for me, it's time. Yeah, I mean, because I, I I sympathize entirely with that. Like, there, there's a lot of stuff. Um, for for me and jazz that we've been talking about doing either around the house or the way that we work or the way that we whatever mm. um where we want to do things that we know are gonna um create efficiencies yeah. but they require an investment of time or yeah. of money yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely and, and we don't have the time or money to be able to do that and it's there's i said to her um this morning like there's genuinely if i could have two maybe three months of not having to work and not having to worry about money, <laughs> then I would be so fucking set up to be able to <laughs> then go full time and then and do everything else. And it's but but it's let's say it's trying to find those little steps. And it, what's annoying is the fact that you know by the time, yeah. It, it, for example, if you're building something, you know by the time you've done all of those steps, yeah. If you do them in like five minute increments or an hour or a day or whatever, by the time you've actually got them all built that's like six years down the line and everything's <laughs> going to have changed by then. And it's like, yeah. I've, I've got all these things that I need to do and I don't know how to get them done. And it's like, well, do I just say, fuck it, I'm going to spit like I did with the workshop. Like I've been wanting to do it for so long. And I thought if I don't just stop and like, I, there's, I want to be in the workshop right now and I want to be making things and doing things. I don't want to go in there and be organizing and moving stuff around and farting about, but I just want to be in there doing shit. Yeah. But I know that if I, um, if I kind of 
cut that off sort of thing and have I go, right, okay, well, I need to get all this done, then it is going to help further down the line. But it does mean that I've now had to push back uh, two other commissions um, <laughs> and just say to a few people, like, I just, I can't do all the stuff that you want me to do. And like with everything that's going on at uh, Alex's workshop, I've not been able to get over there to help and to get involved with all the new stuff this year, which is really frustrating because it's something <laughs> yeah, I really want to be doing. It looks really fun. <laughs> it looks <laughs> great. But like I and like little things like the fact that um, uh, there's there's a couple of ideas and bits that uh, we discussed putting in at the workshop that because I wasn't there they got forgotten about and it's not a case of me going oh well that's my idea I'm really upset <laughs> it's the fact of Alex going oh fuck I wish I'd done that because that was a really good idea and now I now it's not happening um, but but I knew that I had to get this stuff done if I want to actually make a go of it after May and and be able to to work efficiently. So what do you think, this is a really prime example, or at least uh, the the stuff you talked about in terms of your own shop and the commissions, where do you think that balance is in, in this chicken and egg situation where you you come into your own shop and go, well, if it was more organized, then I could blah. Yeah. But I can't do the organization unless I get more time, which I need to work for to get that time to then make the commissions that to then. Yeah. So like Al was saying, you know, it's not a one-to-one. Oh, yeah. if the shop was clean, I get to work more. Well, no, yeah. that's obviously not the case, but how do you approach solving a problem like that? When very typically uh, people have a habit and I'm, I'm saying this as an example for myself as well, but you have a habit of downward spiraling, right? Yeah. You overthink that process too much, you know. We yes, paralysis by analysis and all yeah. those other terms that people use. But at the end of the day, when you when you're thinking out, well, I need to do step A to get to step B to get to step C, whatever. It yeah. rarely ever works that way. So, what are what are your approaches, Al and Steve? If either of you want to take this to not getting into that. Uh, well, A will lead to B, will lead to C, <laughs> and how do you because Again, it never goes that way. So how do you approach that problem instead of going back in on yourself and, and you know? I, th I think I've, 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 as you get older and you kind of, you realize that these, these things are the things that fundamentals of life, you know, you can't, you can't have what you want unless you do something and there's always knock on effects. Um, one of the prime examples is somebody leaving school, like a young kid, um, and they can't get a job. And the reason they can't get a job is because they haven't got experience. Yeah. And they can't get experience because they can't get a job. And you're stuck in this 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 endless loop. And, the, you know, the worse it is, the less privilege, the less privilege you are. Um, you know, if, if you have certain doors open to you, you can get into things. But without experience, you're going to be very lucky to, to, to either impress someone in an interview or even get your foot in the door. Yeah. Like we have, you know, um, an internship program at, at, at work, but... You know, even the, the colleges that I volunteer at, there's 90 kids in every class. We can't offer 90 placements. And that's one university of three in one city. And, like, we're the only agency in the city. They're going to have to go and work somewhere, you know, and not everyone can go to London of the 10,000 design students in the country. Yeah. Especially um, seeing as, like, a lot of the internships and things like that expect you to do it either on a pittance or for yeah. free. And, like, you, you, if you need a job to, to live, like, you yeah. can't work for free you know? so that 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 was that was one of my conclusions is that 
you can't you, you you can't break the loop so you can't not have experience to get experience yeah. so somewhere you have to make a sacrifice so brett with you know buying t-shirts in order to sell t-shirts somewhere along that loop you had to make a sacrifice whether it's money or time um or pride or whatever you know or you, you know yeah. you've you got stock that's not selling and it's frustrating but like that's you i think you 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 were aware of that sacrifice even before you started and that's the maturity and that's the kind of the level of thought that you need to go into so things don't get frustrating or things don't get you down yeah um i think there's an expectation like especially with people who like um a certain generation now who like go to university get a degree they, they just assume that that's their right to then be employed <laughs> yeah. um I, and you know you could argue rightly so because they've just you know spent 40 grand in, in, in the privilege of doing that um more so in the states you know the, the university education is fucking ridiculous amount of money um but you can't you can't just expect the next step to happen there was there's, there's very rarely an occasion in life where the next step is just exactly what you thought it was going to be that's that's one of the reasons i i never have plans yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it's, fucking, it's pointless um but you have you have to make that 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 sacrifice steve and i think that's a really good point is that you say you can't expect people to work for free but i work for free all the fucking time yeah, you know, I, mean, I give up my time. Don't ask for anything back. Don't expect anything because because I hope that some stage that's going to pay off, yeah. either you know spiritually or financially or emotionally or something or someone benefits from that. But you you have to but you have to make those sacrifices. Yeah, but then there's sacrifices that you you can make, and then there's sacrifices that you can't make because it means you you literally can't live. You know, you you don't have you don't have money for food. Um, and I don't mean like you don't have work in a restaurant. Money. You never have to pay food in your life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know what I mean. Like it, it, it's one of those. If you really want it, and if you're really committed, then then yes, you, you, the sacrifice you make is maybe you don't sleep. So you you volunteer at yeah. somewhere for you know you do it for six months where you're volunteering and you do that during the day. But then you finish at five o'clock. You go straight to a local bar and you work behind the bar for six hours a night there or work um, as a doorman yeah <laughs> like you, you know you do whatever you need to do to 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 make it work and i think that's one of the things is there's a lot of people that expect to to be able to work um nine to five have all the nice things mm. and and still be able to do what they want to do sort of thing and that's i think that for me that's kind of how it it, it ends up being like it, it the world doesn't work like that if you if you want to just do the nine to five, then you have to accept the fact that unless you're very lucky, you know, you might not get to do what you want to do. But if you want to do all these other things as well, you kind of, you have to accept the fact that generally you're not going to work just nine to five. There's going to be evenings and weekends and, and times where you are eating like rice because it's the cheapest food available or whatever. <laughs> like it, it's, it, yeah, it's, I mean, th there was a guy um, not so long back when I uh, I set the forge up and I I'd done a few things and um, basically this this guy wanted to come along to he he messaged me it was a like a friend of a friend and he wanted to come along use my workshop to uh, firstly to learn black well he wanted me to teach him blacksmithing then use the workshop so that he could teach courses in blacksmithing whilst also setting up a business making and selling knives and axes it's like well hang on so you want to 
come along. You want to piggyback off all the hard work that I've done to set myself up and get myself in this position. You want to use everything that I've learned to teach yourself, and then you want to go off and basically be a direct competitor. Like that, that doesn't make any sense. Like, where, where's the benefit for me? And and he couldn't understand why I didn't think that was a good idea. <laughs> well he sounds no offense or anything but that yeah. is the stupidest thing i've ever heard <laughs> yeah i know and but this is the thing is like he just assumed that you know well i why can't either i i, I had a friend who um <laughs> why can't you tell me the things so that i can regurgitate <laughs> yeah. and also yeah. make money off of your stuff that's yeah. weird steve who do you I know. who is this person it's, it's like i say a friend of a friend not not mine i think there's a flip side to that story steve yeah and absolutely you're right and i think people taking the piss is unacceptable um and you know give give them give them an inch i'll take a mile kind of thing yeah and um, but there's a flip side to that and it's that the generosity of others oh yeah, yeah. is unbelievably helpful in a scenario like this where you're like shit i can't get that i can't get a little bit of like oak in order to make these little christmas decorations yeah so i can sell them at the christmas fair you know Someone might have a pile of it. You know, it's all relative. Yeah. Like, so what 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 you might think is 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 the egg might just be like uh, insignificant to somebody else, or yeah. even like a company. There might be places that you could go and get scrap metal from. You know, I've, I've been watching um, a lot of uh, Matt Funkworks Matt's videos. Yes. Um. You know, and he 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 can turn just like ball bearings into fun little characters and 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 charming. You know, um, objets d'art and and he could sell those and make a living yeah and it wouldn't be much of a um uh, an investment on his heart path to, to get that ball rolling yeah. um but it's all relative you know it could be for somebody that hasn't got access to anything yeah a, a really tough starting point you know St St um, steve makers just getting into welding so i'm watching his story unfold but it's the same as me like i i'm trying i'm trying my hardest to learn stick welding but i haven't got any metal yeah i, I can't afford to buy any metal and the only scrap I've got is like galvanized in aluminium. So like, <laughs> I'm not going to learn anything. Um, so the trade-off is going to be galvanized giving you... Yeah, exactly. Sorry, just, just, um, just drink milk afterwards. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but so so I, to my, my point is basically that it's all relative. So you, you, yeah, you, yeah. It, whatever your scenario might be, someone else might be like, oh, dude, don't worry about it. Come, come and use the forge. Yeah. You know, don't take the piss. Don't be a competitor of mine. Yeah. By all means, you know, use it on Wednesdays. I'm not in. <laughs> that's that's the thing. That, that's the thing. Is like being so fucking mean. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. I just want to kind of like caveat what I was saying with the fact that if he'd said, "Oh, can I just come and you know come along to the forge and just I'd like to learn a little bit more about it," then yeah, yeah. I would have been all over it. Or if he'd said, "I really want to set up my own workshop and I really want to do that," I would have given him all the help I could have done. It was just the I think the way that he approached it. And it's it, not like it's not like Brett using old Jimmy's tools for free. Yeah, no, what a bastard. But uh, but like, I mean, because the thing is, is uh, in a way, I do that with Alex. But I, you know, I go there and I work for Alex. Mm -hmm. And I, I, if if ever I'm producing something to sell, I'll always check with him that you know it's it's making sure it's not um, anything that's going to directly be competing with him. Um, and I think, like, yeah, sorry, I. I just, I just realized after you started talking that I might have sounded like a complete asshole then. And it, it was just the fact that it we was know too, you're not an asshole, Steve. <laughs> it was two situations that really But going back to Brett's point or Brett's question earlier on about um, 
how how to kind of deal with it all um and deal with figuring out which bits come where like when i um uh was uh i can't i i was looking at at one of his um patreon posts and uh it showed a picture of his journal notebook whatever it is and it breaks it down into this month i need to achieve this i want to achieve this um i'm going to try and do it in these like this week I'm going to try and do this. This week I'm going to try and do that. Whatever, and that's something that uh, I'm completely stealing, um, <laughs> and it, it's it's breaking things down into what, and and also realizing what I want to do versus what I need to do versus what's actually going to be helpful. Um, and I think we've I talked about this uh, when we talked about goals as well, and saying like deciding each task, well, does this actually help or is this just something that I kind of fancy doing, sort of thing. Um, and so for me, it's like, actually, I, as much as I need to, to make money in, in the sense that if I want to go full time, I need to be able to support myself. Um, I'm also aware that at the moment, I don't need to make that money. I can postpone those, that commission, or I can, um, or I can turn it down if getting the forge to a, a more efficient state is more important. So I can say to someone like, I can do it, but it's not going to be for another six months. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And that's that's good actually. Putting like a healthy timescale on things, so it's not yeah. so stressful, or you're not like panicking that I need the fucking chickens now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> put the cookie down. Like, <laughs> no, I think that, that, that's. That, I've, I've not. <laughs> I've not thought about it that way. I think that's a really healthy way to kind of alleviate yeah. some of that pressure. Yeah, like I, I don't need. You know, I've got six months to to gather scraps. Yeah, and then I can worry about that. Yeah. That being said, uh, whilst I do, before I forget, I'm actually because I'm cleaning out the forge. I've got literally two old uh, beer kegs full of scrap metal. Oh, so give me some. Yeah. Either next time I'm up or next time you're down, I'll send a load up with you. Right, I've got yeah. a question for you. Yoi. We've talked about um, this scenario involving materials. We've talked about it with money and with time. Um, I had I had a scenario the other day where it it was it was involving like knowledge and skills, and it was it was about um, I was doing something and I was doing it the typical Al way of just like the long way around that makes sense to me, um, as if like an alien was approaching it. Like I just problem solve <laughs> it on problem solve it on the fly, and go. I was just thinking to myself like oh, you know if, if an actual visualizer saw me doing this they'd be like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Learn this skill and then that will take you. A tenth of the time, right? And it, and it was the same scenario. It was like, well, I haven't got time to learn that skill, so I need. To, I know this is taking mm. twice as long, but I haven't got the time to learn the skill that will make it quicker, right? So, I wonder what your take is on that skills because you're somebody who learns new skills all the time and learns new techniques and new approaches to do things. So, like for me, that's something that I, given the luxury, I would absolutely love to, because it, it would make me so much more productive, right? But that would involve. <laughs> stopping being productive for a while yeah right and it's the and it's this false economy and i, and I fucking hate false economies like it, it's one of my pet hates in life it drives me up the wall like cheap batteries uh, you know I, I fuck off <laughs> like they're not cheap are they because you have to use twice as many um so that skill set thing is that is that something that kind of affects you and your your way of approaching shit hey i i was recently having a conversation about this um with a friend of mine that was just like wow it's cool watching your channel because you've learned so much um, I think 
I think I, if I had to give myself a little pat on the back, one thing I've always been decent at is adapting or, yeah. or being flexible to new situations and, and finding out the new way to approach something I've never done before. Um, and I'm not going to say I've perfected any of it, but I, I, I like octopus for the same reason, right? They're very, they're very adaptable and they, they <laughs> are camouflage like chameleons, but they're way smarter. And I, I think things like, I wish I could make an octopus chicken egg reference, something or other. <laughs> <laughs> this would be amazing. I'm not that quick witted. Um, I, I like adaptability. Right. Whether that's taking a skill that someone shows you or, or some education that somebody gives you and adapting that through yourself into an efficient output, whatever that may be. Um, to answer your question specifically, based on my own knowledge of my workflow and how my brain works, I have proven to myself time and time again that learning process is not only more invigorating for me. Like I really enjoy process and it always saves me time in the end. Right. So that economy, that false economy that you talk about where, yeah, if you're going to sell cheap batteries, I'm going to buy twice as many. Okay. <laughs> if you're racing to the end game, to the project that you're working on and not really worrying about the process, that's a total trade-off. It's just two sides of the same coin, right? There are people that can get to the form and it's better if they just keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Cause they'll eventually get there. Yeah. I happen to be, a little bit more process driven, not in terms of like drawing out schematics and, and perfectly cutting everything. It's more just like, I know that if I take the time early, it's going to balance out in the end. Cause I'll probably just be able to wrap it up. <laughs> the funny, the funny trade-off is though, nine times out of 10, when I'm like, quote unquote, done with a project, I, I look at it. I'm like, there's gotta be more that I do <laughs> now. Right. Because I've spent so much, I've spent 90% of the time dealing with process and steps that the last 10% of the finishing ends up being maybe like not as, not as rewarding. Yeah. So again, when we're discussing something like you don't have the time to learn, so you need to keep moving so that you can get the project done. Yeah. Um, because of, you know, like looming deadlines. Oh, absolutely. If, if, if it was you, a like, Oh, don't worry about it. Like Steve says, got six months to do that. I'd be like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Well, I'm going to learn that skill. And that's going to right. save me a week. And the, the craziest thing about it is I'll, I'll use the example of my old job. Cause I know that now being in the workshop, there's, there's definitely not that pressure of it. So I'm in a very unique situation, but at the old job, it would be, you know, we need to redesign uh, page four underneath the blah, blah, blah topic. You know, we need videos, uh, marketing thing, full plan, what the page looks like. And we need those done by Friday. <laughs> And I'd never done half that stuff before because we were like a startup company and I was in this position of just like, well, wait, hold on. Like there's a product team that's supposed to code stuff. No, no, no. You just mock it all up in Illustrator and get it to what it looks like. And then the product team will make it look like that and function correctly. And so instead of just crapping everything out on the page and going, I think that's what it does. <laughs> I would, I would find somebody over on the other team and go, right. How difficult is it to make this thing that I would like to achieve, right? Because from a design standpoint, I should have the priority for the button clicks to be up here. And I'll make that like a call to action situation. And if the product team member was like, that would suck 
to yeah. do that because it's not built into any of our pages currently. Great. That that was that process, right? So it's like, oh, great. I don't even have to learn how to do that. Like, I don't have to learn <laughs> anything about it. So you can push it to the side versus the flip side of that, which is, can we do this? Yeah, that's actually pretty easy. Well, shit. Now I have to design the entire page around that one thing that I thought up. Crap. Well, I can't <laughs> teach myself that, and I don't know anything about coding. Yeah. But I have a deadline in two days. I don't know how this is going to be achieved. And it always felt like it always felt like that race to the finish. And it's obviously external pressures kind of coming down on you, which we also have a habit of doing to ourselves and yep. self-imposed pressures. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it really answers like your question, but no, absolutely. I, I, I would like to, to continue pushing the idea of like focus on the process because in the end, especially if it's something that you have to repeat, then if you know how, if you know, 100% how to do the process of that thing, it will save you tons and tons of of issues and time and money in the end money, it, you know, I mean, you... all, what we're talking what we're talking about here and whatever guys it takes, like, I don't necessarily always see it as a negative thing. Right, like, right, right. like this, 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 this pressure of not being able to do one thing because of your next thing. Sometimes that can be like beneficial because you can you can start to appreciate actually ah, you know, maybe I'm worrying too much about one specific thing, or maybe yeah. I can be more economical with my eggs. You know, you're not, you're not, it, it, it isn't this, 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 this simple binary loop and you can actually find out you can solve more problems if life is made more difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seems to be a recurring theme on this podcast, but <laughs> right. Um, the harder something is, either the more valuable it is or the more you learn, you know, you, we talk about problem solving, Brett, if you haven't got that skill set, um, it's a fantastic reflection on you because it's saying that you'll be you're able to problem solve even without the correct tools. Yeah. Um, so I, although this is the bane of my life, this chicken and the egg scenario, it's also the thing that's keeping me going. And it's the thing that's like fueling me and gives me adrenaline because to your point, Steve, I don't, I don't ever want to be that complacent person who's doing the nine to five job where you just, that's it. Yeah. You know, doing right. the bare minimum, ticking the boxes, checking in, checking out. Like I want every day to be a challenge. Um, and I want that. I want to be hungry. I want there to not be any food on the table. Otherwise, there's there's no point being alive, is there? <laughs> I, you know what? I, I, to take you're not going to be able to go and catch a fucking animal in the forest if you're not starving. True. It will drive. Yeah, it'll drive you. I I like the food analogy though, and of, of course, with you being a chef, I have to bring up the fact that if we're going to talk about chicken and egg, the cool thing that you're able to do. I, I realize this is a very on the nose thing that I'm about to do, but Al, you have the skill set of knowing that, right. Eggs come from chicken, but do you know how many things I can make out of eggs? So once I get the eggs, do you realize what world that opens up to me? You make more things out of eggs than you can chicken. Yeah. Right. So do you, are you planning on the chicken versus the eggs at the end versus the things that you're actually producing? The chicken is the egg? I don't care about the chicken. I, I, may, I may never get the chicken. It's the chicken rock. Yeah, it doesn't matter about the chicken, right? I I I think having the attitude that, uh, or at least what I've picked up from from us discussing on this podcast is the chicken and egg is too binary. Yeah. Or, or now I, I love how yeah. you put that out. It's it's an awesome way to look at saying like, well, it's not the one to one. There there are so many other things involved. I'm just going to probably forever stick to. Yeah, but once you get the eggs, do you realize what's next? It's not back to the chicken. 
Now I can make, you know, cakes and cake. <laughs> I can make cake. <laughs> I, I mean, I can make. I could. I could scramble them. I could put them on rice. <laughs> the little baked rice and the little cocottes with like ham and cheese. And little, yeah. Oh, Do you know how that. good just eggs just in eggs. hot rice is? Oh, it's it's amazing. Oh, it's and that's you know how expensive that meal is. It is not. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think, I think you're going back to to um, to Al saying about it not being binary. I think that's a great point, Brett, because it's really not. And it's it's like uh, to don't say it's a great point. Me, Al said it. <laughs> All right, it was good. It's a great point, Al. Up. Good job, Steve. That's Add a on. really great point that you said that Brett said it was a great point. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you both. I was just trying to be nice to everyone, include everyone. And make it not not all worried. about Al. Not actually being. But nice. I Fuck love it know. when it's all about Al, though. It's always all about Al. Always. Always. Albumen. You know, it really only became that because your name works better in so many more words. You can't put <laughs> Brett in the middle of a word. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it's it, and, and it's true. And like to go back to 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 my issue, it was uh, the same with the the, the process. Like um, I knew that I wanted to learn more about cold forming. I knew I wanted to learn more about uh, cop work. So it's like, right, okay, well, I'm gonna I've got this opportunity for the treasure trade where I can I can actually take a bit of time out, and I can't really afford the time, but I'm investing that time. I know I'm gonna get that back. Um, and, and doing that and that made sense to me but right before christmas it didn't make sense for me to sacrifice that chunk of time to reorganize the workshop whereas after christmas it did make sense for me to sacrifice that chunk of time and let's say i think it, it's it's not binary it's it's not black and white it, it's it's all varying shades of uh gray and it's a mass of integers like it's not just a single thing and you have to to kind of face every single um chicken and egg scenario individually and you have to 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 look into it um and figure out what works best for you and like you say the the beauty of that is is it does help you with your problem solving it does help you stop and 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 it makes things exciting it makes things interesting if it was just if everything was done for you it'd be boring and you know you yeah it wouldn't wouldn't be as much fun um but I think I think I think that's a a fundamental. It is certainly for me is that like I don't I I, I know we've said it's a past, but I don't I don't always have a an end goal. Yeah, I don't always have a, like a specific like tangible thing I'm trying to do. You know, it's not like oh I need to get this finished. You know, I'm not doing client work, so I'm not I'm not um, making something. You know, the, like the bar I'm making, it's modular. I'm going to add to it. You know, I'm gonna. Yeah. It's gonna be in my house, and will probably be a living thing. So I'm not trying to finish a project. It's not like I'm. I've got plans. There's not. You know, there's nothing written down on paper that I'm trying to achieve, like tangibly. Um, yeah. So for me, you know, the the chicken in all aspects, like Schrodinger's chicken, doesn't even have to exist, <laughs> right? I, I, I'm with Brett. I'm just all about the fucking eggs, man. <laughs> yeah. Give me eggs and watch watch me go. Eggy waggies fly. <laughs> Eggy waggies. Um. Yeah, sorry, because the, the point I was trying to get to at the end there was basically um, to to do like you guys have, like we've all said, is to not uh, not get caught up by it, not um, not sit there and end up doing neither thing because yeah. you don't know which one to do. If if you really, honestly, if you've thought about it for 
too long and you can't make a decision, just flip a fucking coin. Like some progress is better than no progress. Like sitting there and doing nothing is better. That uh, is worse than, than doing nothing do, than doing the wrong thing. Because at least <laughs> if you do the wrong thing, you've 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 learned from it, sort of thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and I think like like you said as well. The the other thing to remember is just because you need to do a a thing before you can do another thing, or and you know you need that other thing before you can, like just. MVP, minimal, minimum viable product. What's the least amount I can do on this one thing to be able to get that other thing going? Like I said about um, producing just two or three of those coffee scoops, figuring out what it's going to cost me um, and what I can actually sell them for, mm. and then put them up for sale. If if I find that they go like that, then I know, all right, well, this is a product that's worth putting a bit of time into. If it takes me six months to sell three of them, then I know it's not worth me bothering to go and spend all that money on but you know I, I need to do that little bit of work into it before i need to worry about whether or not i buy 16 sheets of copper or whatever and and go into it from, from <laughs> i think just just on the back of that there's, there's something that we haven't discussed um i don't know if you've if you've read um any Asimov. rotten eggs rotten eggs oh, well okay. yeah bad apples um no um in in asimov there's there's a series of books uh, called, we, we can maybe bring this up in the uh, the new oh, segment. Um, <gasps> it's, called, it, it's called the foundation, and the foundation basically is, is based on um, there's one mathematician who just basically predicts society from then on. Yeah, and he records little messages, and every like a thousand years or something, this message pops up and plays to everyone, and he's already predicted what's going to happen. Like yeah. down to the wire, he predicts like every every politician that's going to be assassinated. He predicts everything. And it's fantastic. And the bigger the universe gets, the more data there is, and it's, it actually becomes easier to predict. Yeah. So this is called um, psychohistory, and basically, he it's fantastic. And the whole series of books is just panned out by this like one guy appearing as a hologram, going, "Told you that was going to happen. Now, <laughs> now better watch out because there's an army coming." Um, and he gets all the way to the end, and basically, there's one thing he didn't account for, and it's aliens. So this is all based on human psychology. Yeah. And then he gets to the end, and he's like, "Oh fuck." I never thought about the aliens and basically ruined everything. <laughs> um, so we're, we're really busy trying to talk about the chicken and the egg and, and trying really hard. We, we forgot about the fox. There's always somebody trying to fucking take your stuff away. Yeah. <laughs> whether it's the government, whether it's taxes, whether it's you know your boss, um, whatever, yeah. there's always this additional variable yeah. um, of someone stealing your fucking eggs when you're not looking. <laughs> Um, that's awesome yeah so basically like we're, 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 we're trying to put all the stress onto ourselves i think steve you brought up the subject of involving other people which is really nice um but also there's 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 the bad guys as well yeah um you know we're, we're kind of we're very quick to blame ourselves for things like oh i didn't get around to that and it was my you know i wasn't able to make the thing so i couldn't sell the thing it's like well no also people were like chipping away at your thing while you were doing it and other people were kind of yeah. taking your time and taking your money and taking your effort and taking your energy. So basically what I'm saying is like, we maybe need to give ourselves a break. And it like not crack, be so much you got to crack a few eggs break. Yeah, exactly. You got to, you got to give yourself <laughs> a break. A shell. Just, yeah, just maybe you, we, we worry too much about what we're trying to fucking achieve. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, guilty, I, of, I'm guilty of that. I, I think a lot of us, a lot of us are though, where it, there's, whether it's developed, you know, from a young age or whatever, it's like there should always be such a goal-oriented approach to everything. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's why generations older than us look down and go, 
oh, y'all just expect that everything's going to be quick and easy and you have it so much easier than us and whatever. That's going to be a constant thing that happens. Every generation underneath is going to be looked at as like, oh, you! I used to have to walk <laughs> damn hoverboards and whatnot. Um, I, I think the approach that we've discussed plenty of times, and I know it's a personal thing, but uh, teaching how to think or, or learning how to think better or more efficient, right? It solves a lot of those problems. And, and yeah, it goes back to that process idea that I was talking about, but with Al, with what you just said and bringing up the external influences and the pressures that can happen outside of your control, it's like learning how to deal with those and learning how to think your way through them and solve those issues gets you out of your own head as well, right? You learn how to think, you learn how to process that kind of stuff and you're able to deal with the bad guys as it were you know the foxes you account for it at a certain point you start to go right i have 20 eggs well i know that damn fox is going to come in here and steal at least a couple of them (laughs) so why don't i why don't i plan on 15 and go from there and then you will be pleasantly surprised if for some reason somebody shoots that damn fox and then then you've got like a fox skin as well then you can make something with that <laughs> yeah and then you start going and making videos with the fox fur around your neck because you're like yeah i got my eggs and my fox fox is nice fucking weird <laughs> i like just getting i just i want to take these metaphors as far as we possibly can do you know how cool a video would have been if i would have been wearing like a fox skin something or had like a a bracer with a fox on it oh you know what? That oof, that video oof. then that would have been spiffing. <laughs> uh, I actually yeah, I... did want to try and bring that back around because fuck, like right there at the very end, Al saying that. I know it was a buildup from from everybody, but that's one of my favorite things that's come out of this episode. Like fucking 90% of the time it's other shit and we put so much pressure <laughs> yeah. on ourselves to perform yeah. and it's like well yeah you're fucking stressed out and you're not actually talking about the elephant in the room which is the <laughs> fact that you have a boss and a job and deadlines yeah. and if they would all just fuck off and let you do what you were supposed to do yeah your day would be a lot I'd be easier swimming in fucking eggs yeah i'd be swimming in fucking eggs liquid Ugh. gold it'd smell amazing also Steve's right. first, then Brett, then me. Cool. cool. Right, cool. Yeah, so. just touch a fucking bell end. Also, I thought that was a Nacho, and I'm disappointed it's not. So, uh, I'm going to go first this week. I can draw and... a Nacho on it if you want. <sighs> <laughs> I can just hold on. I can just hold on. There's no the eggs in Nacho. There you go. Hold on. You can put an egg on the Supreme Nachos. You can put one, but they're not inside them. You don't make nachos with eggs. You know, my life my life kind of changed when somebody put a fried egg on top of a hamburger. The first time I tried that, I remember being pleasantly surprised. <laughs> <laughs> eggs in lasagna, I told you. It's the future. No. Um, anyway. So, I'm going to go first this week uh, because... I robot reference. That was the thing. That was it. What iRobot reference? I made an iRobot reference last week and no one heard it. And then I got just got a message off Dan going, iRobot reference! <laughs> what was the iRobot reference? No. You, I don't, oh. you don't get to know unless you noticed it. I, no. 
Doesn't matter. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> books. <laughs> Oh my God! We're gonna go through Will Smith's discography or filmography and just realize how many <laughs> dumb references we've made on it. Wait, Al's been hiding this the entire time. <laughs> He's just been doing Will Smith movies. He loves Hancock as much as I do. Oh, <laughs> Have you seen Charlize Theron's performance in Hancock? <laughs> so I'm gonna go first this week. <laughs> Stop laughing, you dickhead. It's like the fourth time we've done it. Uh, bollocks to it. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go first. And this week, uh, to keep on the theme of chicken and eggs, uh, I'm going to spiff um, my friend Pooch, who uh, I got to know Pooch working with her uh, through the forge. Um, and yes, that is her real name. Shut up. Stop laughing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she's awesome. She's really, really like super nice person. Um and to kind of fit in with the chicken and egg theme, as well as being a, a cook and a chef, she's a well, she's a she's a food stylist, and she basically writes. Uh, she like sets up food to make it look all pretty and everything. Um, she writes uh, books for a lot of chefs, so they'll give her recipes, and she'll just actually write them up so they make sense. Um, but also, if you follow her on Instagram, she's constantly making food, and this whole thing about um, like you know when you get those eggs, you 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 might get you might get more eggs back than you originally put out there so like if she's doing food she'll cook up a big batch and then bag it up and chuck it in the freezer and keep those for a uh, rainy day sort of thing um which i think is quite a good wait she knows break. how to dodge the chicken and go eggs to eggs eggs to more eggs without the chicken yeah like alien four but not yeah right exactly like i robot but <laughs> with, with eggs. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'll try and shoehorn that. And nobody's going to get it because the joke was in the cut out bit. I don't think we get the analogy of chicken and egg based on this entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I I 100% agree with that. I'm yeah. pretty sure we were like, I think they're mixing up their analogies. <laughs> Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Well, when it comes to working in materials. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. It's just a g generic poultry theme. It doesn't have to be specifically about one life message. Exactly. Uh, on that, who's next? Because I wasn't paying attention when you said who was next. Brett. Brett. Brett, you're next. Me. Uh, I am spiffing Janie. Yay! You missed that girl. Um, not out of... I'm not going to spiff somebody every time they want to like send something nice it was really fantastic no, it's, no, steve does that if someone gives something to steve he usually spiffs them right but i i don't really <laughs> i don't i don't really do the whole collecting stuff thing but it was very very meaningful that if you uh, want your name called out on fills with tools just give us things <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like reclaimed audio but instead of cash it's things yeah yeah <laughs> or or it's like making it and every week i'll just say malt and make because <laughs> You love hearing your name, James. <laughs> that one's for you. Um, no, Janie did an amazing job and and sent over a huge pirate flag for the <laughs> ship shop, which is awesome yes. and very unexpected, right? Like I I've talked about it. I know it's a grumpy thing. Like I don't really like stuff, or I don't want anybody to send me shit because I'm not a very materialistic person. But it's it's really meaningful to get something where like Janie and I 
connected through Instagram, obviously through Dan, and I've been able to watch her work. And she's she's obviously getting her workspace going. And you know, she got the table recently or the desk recently. Um, and it's it's nice to watch the progression going on with her, and then to be given the awesome gift like that, where it's this stitched up flag with my logo on it, and <laughs> it's really cool. She did a good job wrapping it in anchor wrapping paper. Like it was just a very meaningful moment. <laughs> I even messaged her yesterday. I was like, I woke up so tired. I was in such a shit mood, and this <laughs> absolutely made my day. So she gets spiffed because she, it was yeah, whatever. She gave you something. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> Good rule. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, um, Jenny is lovely and awesome. She's also just super supportive of everybody and, yeah. and luckily keeps Dan in line. So, Al, <laughs> how about you? But which came first, the spiffing or the flag? Which came first? The, oh, well. Um, <laughs> yes, I... <laughs> this is a kind of a joint spiff. I think we all kind of aligned on this one. Um, yeah. But there's a guy in the community who has spent the majority of his time trying to get kicked out of chat rooms um, by, <laughs> by basically being provocative and being kind of a, a Wuffles-esque, um, just risque kind of, uh, <laughs> yes, um, adventurer with words, let's say. But uh, but uh, Dan, Dan Brent basically decided to um, undertake a task without anyone asking him to or without any kind of need for it to do it. Um, he thought it'd be a really nice gesture for everyone involved in the the um, Fools with Tools treasure trade uh, to have like a memento and a keepsake for their efforts, uh, obviously beyond the actual gift itself. Uh, and he developed a patch with the Fools with Tools logo and the year, um, and, and all the participants got them. So specifically me and Brett did not get them. Um, ah. But... Beyond that, I think it was a really nice gesture. Um, he put a lot of effort into it. He did a lot of kind of legwork and chasing people up and getting addresses and who was involved and who did who who got gifts for who. But beyond that and behind the scenes, like I was sort of privy to the the process, and I, I never knew how complicated it was, and I never knew how much effort and work goes into embroidery. Um, there was a lot of trial and error. There was a lot of um, sort of tweaking and developing just to get. I mean, it's a, looking at it, it's just a simple logo. And in my head, it's like, oh, it's just like a printer. You just get a graphic and you just press print and it prints it out. <laughs> Bollocks. You know, you have to work out all the stitch length and the, the distance between the gaps in between things and how the the, the, the the needles travel between the different areas of the patch. And it's the printing order. It's like 3D printing. Super complicated. Um, and beyond that, then he just picked a whole bunch of like funky fabric material and it's all, they all look really cool. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, Dan, thank you very much. Um, it's keeping the the... So a really positive message of the the treasure trade alive, and I can't wait till next year when hopefully I'll be involved um, and I can get my very own patch. Yeah, so thanks, Dan. Yeah, well done, Dan. That was an awesome thing to do as well. Uh, <gasps> yes, I used that word. Fuck you. Uh, is there any other business? Books. <laughs> do we do books every week or is, oh no no okay. i can't read a book every week i can barely read a book a year it can just be books you've read in your lifetime steve you don't have to read them in between episodes uh, yeah, right. great i could last like three or four more episodes <laughs> <laughs> i could probably last for a few more than that but yeah uh i haven't got anything else have you other than books nope 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 uh yes quick little note that uh, having Jenny Swiss and Habu in the shop for the last couple of days has been quite enlightening. <laughs> they are they are pretty amazing people. But 
just as a heads up, um, they have some really cool plans that they've been kind of chatting with me about for uh, Maker Central in Birmingham. And is he bringing you know, the trophy? That's the plan. Okay. It's just logistics. It's it's a little like, yeah. Okay. Jenny Jenny is going like above and beyond to like make that happen. Luckily, he's got Javi there, who's absolutely like partner in crime. So nice. yeah, just to get everybody looking forward to it, I'm pretty sure the maker truck is going to be there. I don't think it's a secret, and um, they're really working out some cool ideas for what what could be done with the maker truck or what kind of projects they can host. So just. Awesome. To keep it going, we've only got a couple months before Maker Central, and I, I really think this one's just going to be <laughs> really, really good. Awesome. Yeah. Not that last year's wasn't, but I think this year's going to be great. Yes. No, I all right, that's it. Definitely think that's a good idea. Uh, yeah, all right then, guys. Well, if you want to get hold of us, you can find us on all the usual social medias in all the usual places. You can find me at Moonshot Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Al's Egg Shack! Eggs! You can find us as a trio on... <laughs> you can see how excited I am at the moment. Uh, you can find us as a trio on uh, fwtpodcast.com or at fwtpodcast on Instagram. You can get involved with the Fools with Tools group uh, on Facebook by searching for Fools with Tools on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> uh, Steve, Steve is not only a, a million miles. Away, yeah. He's not only a million miles away from his mic, but he clearly has interest in this outro. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> professionalism. Uh, yes, that's, that's it's what we pride ourselves on is our professionalism on this podcast. Um, where was I? Podcast. Find us. Do things, chicken, egg. Bye. 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 Breakfast. Bye. Because his dick was stuck in a chicken. <laughs> <laughs>